welcome to another episode of Feeling the Flame, where we're here to help you build a successful marriage. Got a question. What kind of marriage do you want? What kind of marriage are you building? You see, a successful, strong marriage does not come easily. It's not given to you. But it's built day by day, month by month, year by year. You know, I heard this say saying that it's not how you start, but how you finish. And I remember one time I ran a marathon. Okay, back in high school. You know, our soccer coach challenged some of us. If you want to be a part of the soccer team, you have to run and complete a marathon. That's what's coming up. Right? So my some of my teammates opted for that, right? For that choice, that path. Even though we didn't train for the marathon, we were ready to go, right? You know, thinking that it's gonna be an easy task. But you know what? We found out, no, it wasn't. It wasn't an easy task. Right? I hit things called the wall when my buddy just shut down. Wanted to quit. Wanted to stop. But I had to push myself to finish what I started. To finish the the 26 mile marathon. It took every last bit of energy, every last bit of 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 strength and power. But I did it. I finished the race. I started off strong, but towards the end, I I, I was hurting. It's even like like a marriage. We can start strong, we start in love, we love each other, but through the years as reality sets in about what marriage is all about, reality sets in about who our spouse is, and living together 24-7, that's why we fall into the the illusion, right, of, of marriage. We get dissatisfied, discontent, because we fall into the lie, the illusion of, of the idea of marriage. So today we're going to talk about three things that you we need to do to build a strong and successful marriage. Right? I'm going to ask you another question, right? How are, you, how are your words towards each other? You see, our words can either build or destroy our words can criticize or encourage. Our words can judge. Our words can lift up. Right? You know, it's our tongue is probably the greatest weapon we have. And the problem is we don't know how to use it. We don't know how to use our tongue. We don't know how to use our words. That's why when arguments come, right, 
we in the heat of the moment scientists says right that that once we're angry and upset we lose all ability to reason we lose all ability to 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 listen we lose all of our ability to understand when we're mad upset at each other that's why it's so important that when we communicate to each other use words that encourage uplift right use words that bring the right correction meaning that as my my dad used to taught me my mom used to taught me think before you speak before you say something will my words destroy or encourage will my words uplift or condemn even when we bring correction we have to put it in a way where it's you know is receivable acceptable right i term it this way that correction focuses on the behavior while judging focus on the person big difference yeah you're a sinner you're a loser you're a failure versus what you're doing is not right You see, many times we we retaliate, don't we? When our spouse try to say something, correct something, bring something to the light, we're what they go, "What about you?" We we immediately retaliate. And now all it does is to shut our spouse out and there's no communication going on. The moment that your spouse knows that all they're going to it's all going to happen is just to be shut down. That's it. They they're not going to communicate with you. No matter how much you fight, scream, beg for it, they know that you're going to retaliate, you're going to yell, scold, condemn them. That's why communication needs to be open on both sides. be more of a listener than a talker my friend taught me the art of listening right isn't it's not just using our ears to hear what a spouse says but it's also using our eyes being giving our spouse our full attention making eye contact with our spouse while communicating right is also giving our spouse our mind do we understand what our spouse is trying to say right if you don't you may have to ask to repeat it or put it in a different way right or try to repeat in your own words what your spouse is trying to say if you go no right then ask right can you please tell me what you try to you know what you try to say we really got to think through our words 
really think through what we try to communicate to our spouse. Alright, let me ask you another question, right? How is your behavior? How is your your actions in your marriage? Do you expect your spouse to serve you? Do you serve your spouse? Do you, you know, do you expect your spouse to do everything for you? And in return, do nothing? That's why it's so important, right? Our behavior in our marriage, right? Needs to tell our spouse, I love you. Our actions in our marriage should tell our spouse, I love you, right? Are you spending the time, putting the effort, putting in the resources in your marriage, getting that date night, doing those good deeds for your spouse, right? Honoring your spouse on birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas, right? And, you know, you don't have to have those things. Just out of random, out of the blue, right? Get your spouse flowers or candy or, or something. Study shows that wives prefer one rose, one rose a month versus a dozen roses at Valentine's Day. Are you texting your spouse? They, you know, constantly thinking about you. I love you. Do we treat our spouse as a slave or do we treat our spouse as a human being? Wanting our way, wanting what we want, we want control over the marriage, over our spouse. Then the deeper, right, our marriage sinks. When it's about me, what about what I want, my happiness, my control. That's why we gotta be people, spouses that always put our the other one before ourselves. We have to put a spouse above me, above my needs, above my wants. Even though it's gonna take the extra mile, it's gonna take sacrificing. Going beyond the call of duty for his fault. I remember a time my, 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 my wife texted me, called me. I'm in the ER. I have stomach pains. Right? I, I immediately had to tell my boss, the principal where I work, I just need to go be with my wife. He graciously let me go. You know, it took a, a two-hour bus ride to get there, but I got there. 
to be with my wife. That's what marriage is all about. What does your actions tell your spouse? That my friends is more important than you? My job is more important than you? My hobby is more important than you? Or you, my spouse, is top priority? Right? Our words need to be uplifting. Our actions need to show our spouse that we love them. Finally, right, our third and last question, right, is there order in your marriage, in your family? Meaning that, right, your husband, the father is the head. The wife is right under that. You see, sometimes, right, the the wives want control. The wives, right, want to be the boss of the marriage. Want their way. That's why arguments ensue, right? But the bottom line is, right, here's what needs to be done to have order in your marriage. Talk about every problem, every situation that you're facing in your life, in your marriage, right? But discuss more the solution. What are the some solutions you can you can you can come up with? Come to that agreement. What will you guys do as a husband and wife? If you can't agree, find a compromise. The middle ground where you both of you are comfortable with. But ultimately, wives, let your husband lead. Let your husband because lead the family because God's going to hold him accountable for how he well he leads the, the family. You're going to be held accountable how well you submitted, how well you respected your husband. See, husbands, you don't take that authority and abuse it. I'm the husband, you do what I say. No, right? Like I said earlier, God's going to hold you husbands accountable how well you led your, your, your marriage and your family. There's an order that you put it in place, right? Going to bring unity, going to bring peace and happiness to your marriage. You break that, right? All it's gonna come is disunity in your in your in your marriage and in your family. Right? There's a saying, right? A house divided will fall easily. A house divided will fall and crumble very easily you want to be in unity right the goal of marriage is unity not happiness but unity how do we get that right communicate 
come to that mutual agreement, whatever is a compromise. If you cannot find that mutual agreement, then let it comes down to the husband. Husband, pray about it. Seek God on what the answer is. Wives, you pray for your husband. That he hears God, does what God wants the family to do, and submit under that. What kind of marriage do you want? What kind of marriage are you building right now? We all have a part in either building our marriage or destroying it. Our choice. That's why I encourage you today. Choose to do whatever it takes to build a strong and successful marriage. Thank you.